Welcome back to Week and On Fleet. I want to set up a roadblock in a five-mile radius with checkpoints here, here, and here to check for all of the people who are running because we're going to be talking about on-the-run thrillers. You know, it's people not going to be me running. <laughs> Maybe Forrest Gump. Fleeing. Well, yeah, not Forrest Gump. We have excluded him because he was running voluntarily. Right. We're talking about movies where people are on the wrong side of the law. Mm. So uh, we are going to have five films that we'll be discussing. First off is Logan's Run. Following that, we have Sneakers, then The Fugitive, then Night and Day, and then the next three days. A couple huh. of days in there for you. So a night, a day, and then the three days after that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> three days after the night and day. Um, Which you so, might need to recover from that film. Right. Five, <laughs> five movies, all very all pretty different i would say but all with this theme of somebody who is who's on the run so let us jump in with our week okay trina do you have a week yeah i do okay i'm ready it's sneakers oh interesting mm-hmm. okay <laughs> my week is logan's run uh-huh okay all right so tell me why you didn't like sneakers all right. So it it was down to two for me, honestly. It was night and day, and it was it was sneakers. And I didn't end up picking night and day because I felt like even though it was dumb and it had Cameron Diaz in it, <laughs> that within the first couple minutes, sorry, sorry, Cameron Diaz fans. <laughs> within the first couple of minutes, you know exactly what it's gonna be. It, right. it, you know, it it hands you what it's gonna be and you know what to expect. Now, Sneakers is a different story because Sneakers has flipping Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier and Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, and Mary McDonald, Ben Kingsley, and James Earl Jones, among others. And so you're thinking, this is going to be the best film I've ever seen in my whole life. And I mean, I have to admit, when the camera is on these people, I mean, it's like, hey, you want to watch it, but you better watch it on mute. Um, (laughs) and even if you have it on mute, you're going to know exactly what happens because it's really formulaic. And I feel like these amazing actors know exactly what is happening. And so they're not phoning it in. They're doing their jobs, but they're also like, "Uh, okay, uh, as it's happening. Um, so here's here's all the here's all the tropes here. We got a we've got a best friend that turns into a bad guy, which is not the it's not the first time or the last time we're we're gonna talk about that tonight. Right. Best friend turns into a bad guy. Um, then there's a, a former girlfriend who gets sucked back into this bad boy's world. That there's the trope tells all his time. Um, Dan Aykroyd's um spouting facts and conspiracy theories that <laughs> that's a thing right. <laughs> um the bad guy gets an empty box where the thing that he wants is not in it all of this is like these are you know normal things that actually happens twice basically <laughs> 
at least twice. <laughs> you yeah. think somebody will learn by now? Um, and the victorious team members asking the government to erase their records that we, we see all the time. I, 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 that made me think of guardians of the galaxy. I, I, but I liked that one. (laughs) I liked liked that one. Um, anyway, it should be fun. It should be, it should be smart. It should be more to me. It was the most disappointing. And that's why I put them at the, put it at the bottom because all those people are awesome. And I want to see a film with all those people in it. And it, I mean, it had all the high tech jargon, which at the time, which was, was it nineties, 92. Yeah. Um, of course it shows its age. It's very, very outdated and that's fine. You know, all that sci-fi stuff we like so much and we podcast about all the time ends up being outdated, but there's something about the concepts and we'll get into that with Logan's run. I'm sure. Um, but this, the concept, like I mentioned before, nothing was new. It just felt old and nothing in unexciting. So, you know, I, I, I get your gripes against this movie. Obviously it was not my week. It's not even, it ranks higher for me. I think my, my differences is that yes, it's formulaic, but it's a, it's a bunch of really talented actors having fun with the formula. Like Robert Redford, we don't see Robert Redford playing this type of role very often where he's not really taking it very seriously. If he's in a spy movie or a caper movie, he's usually pretty like hardliners, you know, he's going to do this. But in this one, He's winking at the camera, and I enjoyed that. I loved him and Sidney Poitier, and like the the dynamics of their little team were fun to me. I love Mary McDonald. I mean, th- maybe it's the that the cast played their parts so well that I was just able to sit back and enjoy really fine actors doing, you know, pretty rote material in the sense of we've seen all this before. And granted, at the time, I mean, conspiracy movies and heist movies and spy movies and on-the-run movies are nothing new. But at the time, some of these concepts, especially the technological concepts, were fresher than what they are now. Um, Surely we watched two different films because I totally miss Robert Redford's wink. And I would have been completely scintillated if I had seen Robert Redford wink at me. I'm just saying that no, I no, no. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the moment where that guy who has hit him <laughs> over the head time and time again in this movie and he finally gets the upper hand on that guy and he goes and then punches him in the face like I okay, thought that was all right that, was that to me that makes me laugh it makes me laugh with the blind guy driving the truck through the parking lot and Robert Redford just very calmly giving him driving instructions and you're thinking okay if this were real oh my gosh how horrifyingly awful would that be (laughs) but it's such a a winking funny thing that you don't take it seriously it's a laugh it's played for laughs Uh, there's very little true drama in this movie it's all lights and and kind of silly right when james earl jones comes in and he's like 
chewing everybody out. Normally, when James Earl Jones comes into a room and starts yelling, you stop and you, you maybe get hit by a back a little bit. <laughs> but with with this scene, <laughs> it's too. It the movie has been so funny and so silly that even his presence doesn't like. You're like, okay, yeah, you're gonna get on the joke, and very quickly he's winking and making the joke and and like, okay, but who's I don't, the man? I don't do I have like to ask to now? I don't feel like he was winking. I oh, feel he was like totally winking. No, I, no. It James was a Jones, movie of winks. Listen, it, it, you could not see the wink, you know, quote unquote, see the winking because the writing and the concept was so poor. I disagree. Because it's like, oh, okay, well, oh, you're making me mad now. You're asking for me to take these things off your record. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I that disagree. was not winking. I think, it, I think it's a no. lark. I think it's you know a what? fun, you know what? It's lighthearted movie. These days, where they make them stupid holiday films like Valentine's Day or New Year's Day or something like that, where they get all of these actors that you're like, why in the world would you put all those actors in the same film? And it's like a cash grab or something like that. Is this is this tangent this film tangent to that where it's like, what is going on? Even what's the plot? What what why why did they make this film? Except that they want to have some money. And so I they put all these the people to together. <laughs> this is the 1992 equivalent of New Year's Day. Or I like this movie, and I, and like films. I said, I understand your gripes because there's there is it's not fresh material, right? We're not mining anything different or magical from what has come before. But you have such talented players in the mix, and to me, it was all just too it was too lighthearted and too just silly and not silly in a haha like farcical way but just silly in a we're just having a good time here um don't take this too seriously just enjoy it and i enjoyed it for what it is but we're not gonna see eye to eye on it so i'm gonna shift i'm gonna talk about logan's run you can see me so, chomp. <laughs> so logan's run first off i want to give a shout out to michael york who i think is a very talented actor who yeah. was so game in this movie and does a really great job of staring at these bizarre off-kilter weird things and talking about them like they're everyday and commonplace for him. Uh, he does a great job of taking this crazy world and portraying it as something that he's acclimated to. So I, I want to give a shout out to him. Um, and the, the fellow who plays his friend turns enemy. Huh, I wonder if yeah. that ever comes up again. Um, All over the place, man. He also does a really good job in this film. Everybody else in this film is lacking either talent or... Is there anyone else in this film? Understanding. The lady and the people the lady, in the uh, Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Oh, okay. The man Farrah in the Fawcett. robot suit Fine. made of cheap aluminum. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, the old guy. Uh, all of these other people okay. are playing in this movie. And oh, I'm that was like, by himself for most of his life. Give him a break. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Are you guys staring at cue cards? Like, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Because uh, they are wooden and uh, They're so not fearful. Great. They're going to have to take a ride on that carousel, man. Oh, and I can't whatever. blame him. They, what was the age? Don't get me started 30? on the carousel. Was, the, how, was it 30? 
Yeah, once you turn 30. That's you and I'd both be long well, in our graves. Well, yeah, well, well baked on that carousel already. Um, so, and <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, this movie is a dystopian 1970s movie. Yes. There are quite a few dystopian 1970s movies, and I can think of at least two or three that I would rather watch than this that were better executed, that were better done, that hang together with more intelligence. Soylent Green, Planet of the but Apes. But were they? But were they? Were, were they on the run thrillers like we were actually podcasting about right now? No, they were not. Well, <laughs> moving <maybe>. on. <laughs> anyway, um, the the special effects are not good. Even for the seventies, they are not good. They're fine. For the I'm 70s. looking at you, robot. They made look of, like seventies. Looks like they look like a bad Doctor Who episode. Exactly. Oh 70s. my gosh. Yes. Thank you for bringing up Doctor Who. I love it. Yes, yes, let's talk about Doctor Who. Let's go through that. Let's door. not. Um, uh-huh. So there are better. There's better dystopian movies. It's cheap looking, and it it has all of this provocative nudity that is there for no other reason than to titillate. I'm sorry, but I saw so many naked people for so many non reasons that it was non reasons. Non Okay. All right. Can I? I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak. Are you done? No. no, but you may okay. speak to oh, you can, you naked can people if you really want to talk <laughs> about them. Speak, I'll speak naked people. <laughs> I'll address the naked people. I feel like the naked people were <laughs> were world building because it they are setting up this sci-fi dystopian world where everything everything is about youth and beauty and like extreme youth and extreme beauty. Um, to the point where people get facelifts all the time and there's orgies and there's all kinds of stuff. To me, again, sci-fi has been such a fascinating uh, genre to play with this season. And I've always liked sci-fi, but for some reason this season, it really is hitting the spot for me. And I saw this this film when I was a little girl. And so it's kind of stayed with me because it's very strange. It's very strange, especially for a young mind. What in the world is going on? And so when we were doing on the run, I was like, let's do Logan's run because that's so interesting. But the, anyway, the, the, sci- the sci-fi ideas, uh, what makes this good and definitely not the weakest is the idea. The idea is that, um, you, that there are things beyond beauty, beyond youth, uh, and, and those things can be surface deep and uh asking asking questions is okay and all kinds of all kinds of things there's all kinds of questions being asked and um, how many boobs can we fit in a five second shot how many times can we convincingly (laughs) get people to take off their clothes again Um, world building and 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 also 70s and 80s movies in general that's like a thing no seriously Oh no, I know it's I know it's a thing. I do not deny the thinginess of it. I'm just saying, and and I get what you're saying, the 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 emphasis on age, but the high concept, come on, two guys duking it out with in Congress where one of them's holding the American flag and using it as a weapon. Really? Can we get more heavy-handed? Um, (laughs) can we get more like bashing us over the head with a concept here 
Um, no, I thought the well, writing... at least it has something behind it versus sneakers where oh, it's whatever. like it has all these great people in it and then no content. <laughs> Just because a movie has a message does not mean that it's better for the record there can be fun movies that are just there to be fun and then there are movies that are heavy-handed with a message but i prefer a movie with a message versus something i prefer a movie that holds (laughs) together and makes sense on some level it's and that one does better than logan's run they, they go back to the city and they destroy the computer like ridiculously easily. And then in the end, all of these people are freed. <laughs> Let's just be clear. At least 80% of them are going to die within a month because they don't know how to take care of themselves. What? So let's watch the next like Ooh. month of their lives and see the okay, massive that's interesting. Let's do follow. Logan's run too. <laughs> like, uh, it that's, was that's uh, evolution baby let's it was gratuitous it was meandering it was not my thing it was not me I, I i do give it, it was points. running <laughs> i it definitely ran right into the ground um i i again i will give michael york and his uh antagonistic co-star points for their performances I will give no one else points for their performances. In fact, I will take away points for their performances. Um, and then the special effects, bad for the time. The story, Fine heavy-handed. Fine for the time. It's the 70s. Heavy-handed. And there's better 70s dystopia but things. on the run thrillers is what we're talking about. <laughs> Technically, Planet of the Apes is an on-the-run thriller. Well, then why he did is you on put that on the list? <laughs> yeah. If we're going to... Let's just throw that... Planet of the Apes. It's out there. It's better than this one. There. <laughs> Retroactively, we're going to have to record over this podcast after oh, we watch boy. Planet of the let's, Apes. Let's not. So that we can re- do all this. All right. So we definitely do not. <laughs> Don't agree. show Logan's run to a bunch of kids. If they can't Don't, handle do the Do not <laughs> show Logan's run. <laughs> But All don't right. show them sneakers either because it will bore them and put them to sleep. Well, actually, hold on. If you're trying to get them to go to sleep. Okay. I think it's clear that we do not agree on our weeks. Let's see about our fleeks. Okay. So what's your fleek? Um, it's the fugitive. Okay. Mine is also the fugitive. Okay. It would have been really weird if it wasn't the fugitive. I, yeah. You know, I I think everything else on the list and maybe we'll do a bonus where we talk about night and day and the next three days a little bit more because I think those are worth talking about but um I mean the fugitive is awesome it's it's Harrison Ford Tommy Lee Jones top Mm. of their game me too that top of my list Tommy Lee Jones period Harrison Ford period yeah and I mean, this for Tommy Lee Jones, he had a, a, a solid career before this, but this really established him and kind of, in some ways, you know, this is the role that he's defined by for, in many ways, for the rest of his career. I mean, you look at Men in Black uh, and you can draw a line between this role and that for sure. Yes. They actually did a sequel to this with him playing the same guy, U.S. Right. Marshals. With 
Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes. 1998. Yes. Good movie. Not as anyway, good as this one. Neither here nor no, not as good as this one. But anyway, um, yeah, Harrison Ford also really good playing a character again. We talked about Ford earlier this season. Um, you know, in reference to Jack Ryan, this is another instance of him playing a character mm-hmm. and getting to show off his yeah. ability to not just play the stoic hero. Right. And Dagum tell a story with every word and every expression, just brilliant, beautiful acting. And so mm-hmm. emotionally impactful. The way the setup with him and his wife, they have like they yeah. have one scene together that we see. Mm-hmm. And when she dies, it's devastating. Oh yeah. When he's on trial for her murder, it is devastating. We had, we saw one scene with them and it was the setup. It was the writing. It was his face. And uh, Cella Ward, the woman who plays his wife, yeah. great actress. Um, she is great. She is and, great. And gosh, she sells those scenes, the tender stuff, as well as the heartbreaking, awful stuff. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, and I like her voice and that phone call that they play in the corner. Oh, gosh. Haunting yeah. to me, where she yeah, said Richard is trying to kill it is me. It's disturbing. Oh, I Especially when she says my name every time I watch it. Um, <laughs> Richard? Is trying to kill me that's wasn't that's, me <laughs> yeah it's i have both arms something i think all the time <laughs> that's gonna be a sound bite for a commercial oh boy. yeah <laughs> our producer's gonna slap that one right in perfect okay cut and um, <laughs> i also really like um this movie has a really good score the yes. the theme if you think about the the theme of this movie the the kind of music that runs through it uh and i'm not going to try and sing it at this moment but it's got a nice memorable catchy uh, musical theme underneath it and then i also think that i love the action in this because it does not feel slick and polished you know when harrison ford is duking it out with his best friend who turns out to be evil Huh. I wonder dun, where dun, dun. <laughs> um, Fred turns bad guy. But when they're duking it out, it doesn't, it's not a martial arts showcase, right? It's two middle-aged men right. trying to beat the crap out of each other. Using and, the resources around them. And using the resources around them and and not hitting every blow beautifully and not, you know, walking away feeling great and not in pain at all, you know. Um, I, I like the, it's not realism, but it's, it's a similitude of realism. And a lot of modern action movies don't do that sure. anymore. And I, and I think there were the poorer for it. Very true. I like how there was the, the whole movie is multi-layered because the surface level, obviously it's an action thriller, right? But again, it's got so much emotional, uh, there's emotional stakes. Yes. And uh, there was emotional buy-in before that. And yes. um, it's really fast paced for a while. And then it's mainly suspense, suspenseful. And then like the other shoe drops and it ends up being the pharmaceutical company. That's the bad guy. Right. I mean, so then it becomes something else completely. Yeah. 
where, you know, this big, uh, you know, money grabbing pharmaceutical company is killing off all these people to promote their own, you know, agenda and make more money. And so then it's like, oh, you know, again, another film entirely. So I loved all these right. layers. They, they add to the perfection that it is. I mean, well, yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's cinematic art for sure. It's, and it's absolutely suspense art because oh, yeah. I mean, who does suspense like that? Yeah. I, I would say that this is worthy of Hitchcockian levels of just like the layers and the suspense and the tautness. And I love that you have two investigations going on at the same time. You have Harrison Ford trying to investigate, and then you have Tommy Lee Jones investigating him at the same time, not just trying to catch him, but trying to figure out right. what's going on. Agreed. Not even necessarily trying to exonerate him, just trying to understand um, so that he can pick him apart and, and figure out how to get him. And, um, I love the dynamic of his team. There's enough humor in there to kind of break up the solemnity and seriousness that is Harrison Ford's side of things. Right. Uh, it breaks the tension enough, uh, but it doesn't let go of the tension. And yeah, it's just, it's really great, really well done. Um, yeah, I, I high praise. And, you know, I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times. Yeah, a lot. You know, and... It, but it had been a long time since I'd watched it. Me too. And I was curious how I would, you know, see it and appreciate it. And man, it, it holds up. Yeah. And how is it that if we were to do that train hitting the bus sequence in 2022, it would look cheaper and less realistic <laughs> now than Amen. it did then? Amen. I mean, truly, Practical? when he jumps off of that bus, I don't know what chicanery and trickery and cinematic whatever they do to make it look the way that it does, but it looks 10 times more real than what I see in most films. Yeah. I don't know the answer to your question. It's a great one. I do know there were a ton of people working on this film and like a lot of editors. So right. maybe that helped. I don't know, but practical effects always go for those. Yep. And I, I really appreciated that movie. If for nothing else, it has that going for it and it's, it, you know, I don't know that we, I don't know that there's any film that you could even point to and say, this is fugitive-esque in terms of the quality. I'm sure there's tons that are like that where it's where, falsely huh, accused. On the on wrong the thrillers, run. we've got a whole podcast yeah. full of them. But, and Planet um, of the Apes, apparently. <laughs> yes. Planet, I mean, he is on the run, guys, from the apes. Those gosh darn dirty apes. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with us not coming up with that one? We really, I yeah. the only How one I contributed was Logan's run one. so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault it is my fault clearly <laughs> once you hit the 70s dystopia I should have clued in um but uh no yeah. I mean I I think that this is a uh, a hallmark film and yeah not and a hallmark funny, film. All of, wait 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 not, not, hallmark. Yeah, <laughs> not hallmark in the sense that the derogatory term that I would use <laughs> um but Where the guy the comes good, in and saves in, the girl who's a hard-working executive a needs a break a high point in cinema <laughs> um all of the movies on this list i would say are in my view worth watching if you have not caught them even logan's run 
which I bad mouthed. Um, and which I will stand by that bad mouthing. <laughs> um, if you know, maybe you want to have somebody there to tell you when you can fast forward through, you know, the pointless, pointless fast forward, fast forwarding, music. sir. Um, in fact, maybe I'll just come and just tell you what to fast forward and we can skip, do a 15 minute version of the movie. Anyway, um, so all ranking World these, building. Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> not a world I want to visit. Anyway. No, and that's um, the whole point. It's <laughs> the whole point. Thank you. Thank you. So, Thank you, Richard. <laughs> when I say visit, Richard I mean is life. trying to kill me. <laughs> How many more times are you going to say that in that episode just in the hopes that someone's going to make sure to put that in? All right. So let's let's rank these five very different films. Oh, um, oh I forgot about this part. What what are we going to use for our... our oh, okay, roadblocks. There we okay. go. Oh, that's good. Out of 10 roadblocks. That's a great one. Well, Fugitive is a daggum classic. It's a 12. Fugitive is amazing. <clears throat> the rest I would not rank anywhere near as high. So I guess altogether somewhere around a seven. You know, I'm going to give it an eight. Oh. Um, even the, the lighter or heavier ones that we'll talk about in the bonus. Um, there's, there's something here that's appreciable um, and interesting for these so yeah i'd say an eight all right seven eight so all so, the run stuff we we like this stuff we'll we'll talk about some more in the bonus but um we hoped you thrilled yeah. you and that you're not running away yes please don't run <laughs> unless you need to for exercise purposes or or you know bathroom to or save your life cheetos whatever we're not judging did you say cheetos or cheetos <laughs> i said cheetos cheetos like like just See, i was picturing them <laughs> Running from a cheetah, but then you said cheeto. Fastest animal uh, on the planet, right? You're not running from a cheetah. You might run to a cheeto if you're hungry. <laughs> well, it depends on how far, like if you can run to like a tree or a car before the cheetah reaches you. We have gone on a segue what here. What is this, Hunger Games? I'm not, I'm not climbing the tree. Cheetah's got me. <laughs>